Hey guys, what is going on? Cameron here with uh, Lawn Care Life in Missouri. I'm uh, rolling out of the driveway right now. Um, probably will hear the trailer scrape coming out of the uh, down the hill here and onto the gravel road any minute now. It's going to scrape. Yeah, there it is, man. A little bit worse than uh, last time, but it is what it is, man. Just kind of have a steep drive trying to pull out of there onto our gravel road. And uh, yeah, it scrapes like every time, especially if I have, um, if I don't have all the weight up in the front, which you really don't want to run this trailer with all the weight in the front, though it's just kind of the way it's set up. But if I have any weight at all on the, towards the back, it's going to scrape every time. And even if I don't have weight, it may scrape, but it is what it is, man. I'm out this morning. It's a uh, Sunday morning out trying to make a dent in this big uh track job that I picked up. So if you guys have followed in the previous episodes, I talked about uh, going and bidding a, I don't know, it's about 16 acres, about 14 acres of pasture, two acres of overgrown lawn around the house and around like two shops, sheds, and um, I bid that for $24.50. I didn't know how long it'd take. It's one of those things where, man, you don't, you just never know until you get into it, honestly. You can guess all you want and think, man, I think it'll take 10 hours, 15 hours, whatever, but you really don't know until you get out there and just start doing the work and uh, seeing how things go. So, uh, so far, so good, man. It's, it's went really well. I got a late start yesterday because I had to get everything situated and set up and and just uh, everything ready to go. So it took me a while to kind of get going. I didn't get there. Uh, on top of that, it's like a 30-minute drive to get there. So uh, I didn't get there till like 2 o'clock. I think it was like 2 o'clock when I got started yesterday. So got started at 2, and then I finished up, or I left out of there at like 6 o'clock, I think it was. Um, I quit super early. I typically work till dark, but man, I, I was in that tall, thick stuff, and I don't know about you guys, but when I get into tall, thick, like grass, pasture, whatever, man, I just get, my sinuses just get so messed up, and so now, it didn't used to be like this, like, it wasn't like this, but I have some, uh, I've got some sinus issues going on, and... I have to wear a mask like I didn't have my mask on yesterday I should have but I didn't put my mask on I've got my mask with like the uh, respirator mask with the really nice filters if I wear that and I get done I feel pretty good if I don't wear that man it's like wow it's it's pretty rough on me for guys that have sinus issues and, and allergies it's not really like allergies I don't really start sneezing my eyes don't get red anything like that just I just get stopped up and just a lot of sinus pressure so if you guys have been there done that you know exactly what I'm talking about and it's awful man it's awful so like laying laying down at night and you wake up in the morning you just don't feel so well so I've been doing this uh, sinus rinse I did it in the past I kind of quit doing it for a while probably shouldn't have quit and now I'm back on it again I did it this morning and so kind of rinse your sinuses out and hopefully I go out there today and I can 
I can handle it a little easier. So it's one thing to do the work, and then it's another thing to battle with all this. But it is what it is, man. It's what I signed up for, and I'm just going to push through and uh, get through it and do the best I can. So hopefully today things will go pretty good. i got to make sure I have my lunchbox in here. Yep, it's in here. All right, good deal. Because uh, where I'm going, man, it's in the middle of the backwoods. And there's nothing around for 30 miles, so I can't just go to town and, and grab lunch. It's like once you're out there, you're staying the rest of the day until you get done, and then, or until you quit or whatever, and then you're coming home. So I've got my lunch packed. I've got my GoPro um, on the charger right now. I've got this Toro 60 volt inverter. Man, it works really well. I've used that thing so much. Like a lot of guys are talking about. Um, powering up these batteries I would like to know more about that like these uh, inverters and these chargers and all the even the solar stuff you know uh, anything I can use to charge up batteries on the go I'm like I'm all for it man because I've got more and more stuff now that's batteries you know you got your cell phone you got your GoPro you've got several GoPros then you got all these batteries and then you got batteries for the batteries and it's you got battery equipment and so man it's like more and more of this battery stuff uh, the more and more I need to figure out these inverters and chargers and just all that stuff so if you guys will if you guys are using anything like that to charge your batteries throughout the day maybe you're charging your batteries for your handheld equipment shoot me a message let me know what you guys are running let me know what you think of it and let me know where uh, I can get some more info on it because I would like to get something that's I don't know that that will hold a you know a big capacity of charge and then be able to charge some things up uh, whenever I need to so I've got more and more battery stuff like I said anyways got my stuff charging I'm heading to the uh, property it's 9:45. kind of hung out with the family this morning spent some time with them and uh, ate breakfast together just played with the girls and yeah, now I'm heading out. Gonna see if I can make a dent in this project and hopefully get quite a bit of it done. Weather's supposed to be super nice, so that'll be awesome. I'll just be out there going back and forth on the vent track for the most part. And uh, yeah, it's not gonna be, like I got a little bit of finishing up to do around the house, trimming and a little bit of vent track work where it's kind of too rough to take the mowers on and there's too many rocks and just uneven places where I would just cut into the rocks and all that so I'll be uh, taking the vent track around those areas and I'll be trimming around the house and around the shed and shop and then once I get that done I'll pretty well be done with the uh, with the yard and then I can move my way into the pasture and that's where it's gonna take a lot of time but at the same time it should be uh, it should be easy mowing you know I should just be able to hop on the vent track kick on a podcast from mowing in the dark or think green or um, lawn care talk or lawn care unscripted or uh, you know whatever else is out there whoever else putting out a podcast crank that up and listen to it maybe crank some music up give it a little break and uh, switch back and forth but that's the game plan for today man I, I don't like going out on Sunday but man I'm in like Right now, we have to make a dent. We have to make a dent where we're at. So I'm trying to take advantage 
of the uh, of the opportunities that we have right now and trying to get to a better place so that's what I got to do man I, I don't want to go out and work hard on Sunday but that's what has to be done right now so that's what I'm doing it's one of those things it's like Tony talks about paying off his mortgage he's like dead set on you know working and putting in the hours and maybe working a little bit longer or later than he typically does so he can make some headway man and get to where he wants to be that's kind of where I'm at right now we got a lot going on here um, a lot of stuff you know happening and yeah I need to focus all my attention on making money and uh, getting the work done and all that stuff so you guys know how it is I run a full-time lawn care business been doing this for 21 years and man it's like this is where we're at man this is just where we're at putting in the work putting in the long hours um, you know that's just part of the lawn care life that's what we signed up for if you're doing lawn care and if you're running it solo now it's different if you got crews or if you got people helping you uh, you don't have to be as on top of it because you can let those guys make money for you, which is super smart. Um, if you have crews, they could be out making you the money while you're maybe uh, doing other things and maybe you wouldn't have to work as much. That's definitely a pro to hiring crews and all that stuff. I had to get a little drink of water there, guys. My throat was getting a little dry. But anyways, that's not what I'm doing this year, man. I'm, I'm doing it all on my own, doing it all solo. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So I've got the ton truck. If, if you guys haven't seen pictures of the ton truck, I don't know, I've had it a couple of years now. Um, I've been using it for fall cleanups to pull the dump trailer because my other pickup would not pull the dump trailer loaded down. Uh, so I'm in the old ton truck. It's a 2001. It's a GMC 3500. It has the extended cab. It's just a gray old pickup truck, man. It has 337,000 miles. And this thing does not use any oil at all. It uses less oil than my brand new mowers. It uses less oil than my brand new Ventrac. It uses less oil than my, you know, newer truck, pickup truck. It's like crazy. It's like I check the oil every time and I'm like, okay, it's going to be low. It's going to be low. And it's never low. I'm like, what in the world? It's like craziest thing ever. But it's there, you know, just goes to show you they made stuff good back then. Uh, this new stuff that you get now, new equipment, new mowers, even the new Ventrac, even this, all this other newer stuff, it's just not made like it used to be. Um, some stuff is made a little better. But a lot of things aren't made as good. They cheapen things up and just not made as well. So, anyways, um, I'm in the 2001 GMC 3500 extended cab pickup truck. I've got all my stuff piled in the back of the bed of the pickup truck. I've got my air compressor I had to throw in there. Um, I threw in my trimmer, blower, gas cans. On the trailer, I've got like a 22-foot car hauler trailer. I've got my tough deck, tough cut deck on there for the bush hogging. I have my uh, Z3 stand-on mower, and I have the Ventrac with the bucket and grapple on there to move stuff around. So when I get there today, 
I will uh, start trimming. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I'll unload everything off the trailer, swap attachments from the bucket to the uh, tough cut deck, and then once I have the tough cut deck on, I'll bush hog everything like around the uh, shop and there's another shed over there. I'll do all that. Then once I get done there, I'll hop on the trimmer. I've got the uh, big boy trimmer with the uh, lot of power. I've got that in the back of the pickup here. I'll take that out. I'll trim around the house, a couple of trees, uh, maybe along the uh, fence. It's definitely in the back by the sheds. It's really grown up back in there. And so I get all that cleaned up. Once I do that, I will hop on the bin track and the tough cut and head out to the pasture. So that is the game plan for today. I spent, let's see, I think I started talking about it yesterday, or about yesterday, but I spent, let's see, four hours out there yesterday. So I worked about four hours. I probably have another hour to go on the house, which I was hoping I could get the house done in four to five hours, and it looks like it's going to be right at five hours so that's going to work out perfect and then as far as the pasture goes we'll just see man we'll just see typically you can do at least an acre an hour on the uh, vent track sometimes up to two acres an hour just depends on what you're getting into and depends on the terrain this looks like super easy terrain looks like it's all flat and unless there's like a bunch of stumps or rocks or or you know thick heavy stuff to go around should be able to move the pretty quick so that's what I'm hoping anyways so if that's the case 14 acres it shouldn't take over 14 hours to do this and I'm thinking it could take me I could get done in like I don't know I could get done in 10 hours you just never know so I'm thinking I get in a full day today and then maybe go back another day and uh, tackle it that's my hopes anyways so we'll see what happens I've been using the camera moving around doing different stuff like that um, you know in the yard or whatever but out in this open field it's gonna be super hard to do uh, video I may be able to park the truck out there put the camera on top of the truck shoot it towards the field and just do a time-lapse which if I can do that that's probably what I'll end up doing but we'll see We'll see how things go while I while I'm out there today, but that's what I have going on, man. I, I, I saw a few videos, so I'm in the ton truck, right? First of all, and I feel like Tony right now because this thing does not have AC. You turn it on, it roars. It makes a horrible racket, like the whole truck's about to blow up. So I just keep it turned off. Um, I don't even think it blows anything out the vents, and if it did, it's probably three inches of bean dust from whoever bought, had this truck before driving it at the farm or whatever so I don't even turn that thing on but it's uh, fine right now I got the windows up but on the way home it'll probably be pretty hot in here so I'm like Tony I'm thinking man shooting a podcast in the truck it's a little hard man if it's hot outside and you've been working all day long and you, and you start the podcast up, you just, I'm, I constantly, I'm like, right now, I want to crack the windows a little bit, but if, if I do, I know you won't be able to hear anything at all, and I know it's already loud in here as it is, the truck's pretty loud, and uh, out here on the highway going 65, it's uh, a lot of wind noise, but anyways, 
Uh, I was checking online, man, uh, just scrolling online here recently, and I don't know, one thing that kind of caught my attention was uh, a few videos that I saw, and you guys probably don't even know who I'm talking about, so it's not anybody that you probably watch, or it's probably not anybody you even have heard of, so if, if you're listening like, man, I wonder who he's talking about, he's talking about this guy, he's talking about that guy, is he talking about these people? It's probably somebody that you've never even heard of or watched. So um, I'll just say that. But I will say, let me take a sip real quick. I'm telling you, man, my sinuses, they've got me. i got to stay hydrated, keep drinking. But anyways, um, no, I saw a video or several videos. And it was from different people, uh, not just one person in particular but uh, they were showing like a piece of equipment showing them running that piece of equipment and talking about how great it was and you guys know how it is man you, you watch a video that people talk about how great it is how awesome it is you can tell it's brand new they've never even I mean they've put like maybe five hours at the most probably closer to one to two hours on the machine but they just they get this equipment and then they just start videoing as soon as they get it talk about how great it is how good it is and just all this pros to it no cons to it and like check this out it's awesome it's it's big it's bad it's fast it's powerful it's uh nice and new you know all this stuff and so i just want to encourage you guys man if you're online scrolling and, and you're watching videos just be cautious who you're consuming content from because uh, i made a post on facebook today i'm like uh, unless the equipment looks worn out, faded, and dirty, don't believe anything anybody says about any piece of equipment because they haven't taken enough time to really try it out, test it, and put it through its paces. You know, you, anything is going to be awesome and, and the best and the coolest and the fastest and the most powerful when it's brand new and you just turn the key and, it, and it's like, you know, hopefully nothing wrong with it being brand new but everything's going to be nice shiny fast awesome and cool when it's brand new but put some hours on that machine put some hours and then come back and tell me what you think of that machine you know get it dirty get uh, dirt in the connections get dirt in the bearings or or uh you know in in the uh in the areas that that collect dust and dirt and all that stuff do that first use it a little bit get it out there in the sun a little bit and fade fade the sun a little bit you know let the sun fade it a little bit i mean get some dirt on it put some hours get some water you know run it through some water run it through some mud run it through some some dirt put some you know put it to work i know one guy he uh he was running a piece of equipment and brand new you know it was like working really well or whatever well come to find out I guess the Sun is kind of taking a toll on the piece of equipment so now uh, he's seeing a few issues with it just because the way the Sun has taken a toll on it so you know you never know how the machine's going to hold up till you put some wear and tear on it, put some hours on it, 
get out there and and use it a little bit so you know my machines that I have the um, Z3 mowers all the Toro mowers I put thousands and thousands of hours on those machines so you got to know what was good about it and what was bad about it you got to know its weaknesses its strengths and you found that out just by using it just by putting hours on the machines just like you uh, you get better at what you do by putting in the reps putting in the hours right find you find your weaknesses you find your strengths uh, the more you that you do things and you become a little better at it right well same thing with equipment you use it a little bit I mean first when you first buy it yeah it looks awesome it looks shiny it's clean it looks like it's gonna be uh, a tank but then when you start using it you start putting it through the uh, putting it through the test you find out real quick just what it's made of and you know how bulletproof that machine really is and so anyways I just been watching a few videos or I caught a few videos of some guys trying out some equipment and they were like man this is the best thing ever I'm like this thing's brand new you just got this piece of equipment how do you know how good it is I think Phil has mentioned that in the past like you see these guys and I know other people have mentioned it too you know I, I don't think I'm in the boat alone here but you see these guys get this equipment and start talking about how it's the greatest best thing ever and they haven't even like ran the equipment so that's why a lot of times if I try out equipment I like to just try it out and show you what I'm trying out but don't really talk about it much because I don't know I have no idea if it's awesome or if it's a piece of junk or I have no clue when you first get something you have no clue you have no clue if it's any good or not until you put hundreds or thousands of hours on it then you'll know what you're dealing with and what you got a hold of you know it's like the farmers here in our area they think because they go out and buy a new two hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollar piece of John Deere equipment they think it's the best thing ever until they run it for a couple of years and they figure out oh wow the death fluid yeah all this all this regulation they have on there it's like it's putting my combine in limp mode it's putting my tractor in limp mode I can't even do anything with it it's got to do all this cleaning out and it's got to go through all this long process it's like when these farmers buy these tractors and combines around here they think they're like the best thing ever until they start using them for a while and then you get the real opinion it's like ah well I've had this issue and I've had this issue meanwhile we have equipment that's built in the 1970s and 1980s and it's just running circles around some of this newer equipment because it was made better back then and because we put the hours on the machines and we know what's going to go wrong and we know how to easily fix it so it's like nothing new you know it's like yeah that that goes out you know every four or five years or whatever you just replace it put a new one on you keep running it and so you listen to these videos you watch these videos you see all these people trying out all this equipment anything that you hear anything that you see I would be very very cautious I wouldn't make your buying decision on based on that just like Phil has said in the think green podcast 
He's very open, very honest, very transparent. He talks about, you know, the Toro equipment. He's gotten a lot of Toro equipment sent to him recently. Like, he's got the Toro Multiforce. I think he's got the blade on there. He's got the mulch bucket. He's got the mower deck. I don't know. He may have something else. And then he has the Toro handheld gear. You know, he's got a lot of that stuff, too. It's like Phil's going to be open and honest with you, man. He's talked about how he does not like the Toro backpack stream trimmer. He doesn't like the push mower. Um, I think he's liking it a little bit better now that he swapped blades out. But he still really doesn't know 100% um, about the machine until he puts it through the ringer and he, he uses it and tries it out, you know, just like the string trimmer you know he didn't know anything about it until he got out there and started using it and then he found things that he didn't like about it maybe he's you know he has some things that he does like about it i'm sure but a lot of things he picked up on like i don't like this i don't like that i'm the same way man i've got these uh, z3 standards i put thousands of hours on them and i know the issues that these mowers have so when someone asks me well what do you think about the 37 horsepower uh, Vanguard engine. I'm like, well, I've had problems with every one of mine, but is it going to keep me from buying one? I don't know. There's not many options. If you want a certain mower, then you have to buy the mower with that engine. It's like for a little while, it's like the right ZK. You had to have the 37 Vanguard. Um, the Z3 you had to have the 37 Vanguard. Um, let's see. I think the Skag V-Ride, don't they have the 37 Vanguard on that now? It's like everybody has been switching over to this 37 Vanguard because that was what's available. Is it any good? I don't know. Honestly, I, I mean, I've had issues with every one of mine. Are you, am I going to have issues with Kohler, Kawasaki? Yep, I've had issues with them too in the past. So it's like you, you just try the equipment out, use it, and put some hours on it before you know how good... Uh, the machines are going to be you know I could have got the Z3 the first day and said man this is the greatest best awesome machine you know the best thing out and then I started having issues and I'm like ah okay well it's just like everything else man the Ventrac you know it's the best thing out it's a really awesome machine as far as what it can do but I've had a lot of issues with the Ventrac machine um, lots of issues uh, lots of issues with the Vanguard engine on the Ventrac. Um, every piece of equipment it seems like I've gotten here recently, I've had lots of issues with it. So when you're out there listening to other guys, you're watching their videos, first of all, you need to see if they're getting paid to create the content. If they are, you need to think about that. Second thing is, if they're not getting paid, did they... Or were they given the equipment for free, you know, to use or whatever? You got to think about that. And then the next thing is, you got to think about how long they've had the equipment. Have they had it very long? Have they put some hours on it? That is going to make, you know, your decision on the equipment a little bit easier. I just don't want you guys going out and spending ten to twenty thousand dollars. And if you're buying a Ventrac or a heavy piece of equipment, you could be spending thirty to 50 to even $75,000 if you're getting like a skid steer um, you know because I'm thinking about maybe getting a, a mini skid steer or a um, a uh, oh what do you call them 
articulating uh, front loader, whatever you call them, compact loader, I don't even know what they call them. Uh, Bobcat makes one, Kubota, I, I think every, just about every brand makes one now. Uh, but I'm thinking about buying one of those. That's going to be super expensive. $50,000 plus for one of those machines. And so I've been uh, starting to watch a few videos on skid steers, mini skid steers, tractors, loaders, articulating uh, loaders. I've been looking at a little bit of you know content on that. And it's kind of hard, man. It's kind of hard to figure out. It's like, all right, is this guy just saying this because they just gave him this brand new machine? All right, is this guy just saying this because he's getting paid? Okay, is this guy just saying this because he's hoping in the future this company will work with him? I mean, like, what's the intentions behind all these videos? And so you got to read through a lot of garbage to figure it all out. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to make a good decision uh, coming up maybe this fall maybe this winter maybe for next season I don't know but I'm just trying to uh, to figure out what to buy based on some of these videos I've seen now I want to go to the Equip Expo I want to run some of this equipment and test it out try it out um, and just see you know just see firsthand if the machine feels comfortable if it feels powerful, if there's blind spots, if it feels like it's not smooth, just all these different things. And so my whole game plan and goal as far as looking at equipment is to find something that's going to be efficient and make me more profitable and uh, help out, you know, the business. So that's what I'm going into, um, you know, here in a month or so going to equip. I'm hoping they have a lot of this equipment that I've been kind of looking at online, I hope they have it there in the outdoor demo area. I've tried to reach out to a couple of brands to see what uh, they're going to be bringing and see what's available. And that way I can kind of plan before I get there, you know, I need to look at this, this, and this, and really uh, try and test everything out and, uh, you know, ask questions about the equipment, find out the pros and cons of each piece of equipment and each different brand. So that's just where I'm at, and you guys may be looking to make a huge purchase here um, coming up before the end of the year, uh, like I talked about in the previous episode. And so you may be going to Equip Expo with the same expectations, trying to demo equipment and see what you want for your business, see what makes you know sense for you, and the way your business is, you know, structured. And you may be turning to YouTube right now or Instagram or Facebook, and you may be catching bits and pieces of people sharing content. And I just want you guys to be cautious and really be careful um, what you're watching out there on social media because if you're looking to spend some money, looking to make a big purchase, just be smart about it, man. Just be super smart about it. Take your time. Don't rush into it. That equipment's always going to be there. You're always going to be able to go and find it and buy it. So don't rush into it, man. Don't get into it. Don't get into it and be like, man, uh, what did I do? I got myself into a mess. I'm $50,000, $75,000 in debt. 
Matter of fact, there was a podcast. I can't remember who it was, but it was it was talking about somebody going out and getting into a whole lot of debt, and then not being able to like manage it and, and pay off that debt, and like they got themselves into a mess because of listening to people, you know, online and and all this stuff. So I know how hard it is to get out there and work and do the work and make the money. I've been doing this for a long time, so I understand like that side of it it's when you spend money you want to spend as little as possible first of all you don't want to spend more than you need to and when you spend your hard-earned money you want to buy stuff that will make you profitable will uh, help you out in your business uh, something that's reliable something that's got a good warranty a good brand you know all these different things so I don't know, just thinking about that right now, um, just wanted to share that with you guys. If you guys are looking to buy new equipment at Equip Expo or you're looking to test out new equipment at Equip Expo, keep that in mind, man. Don't go into it thinking, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to watch a couple of videos and whatever this guy says, that's what I'm going to go buy. Try it all out. Talk to different people. If you're interested in like a piece of equipment, Maybe search for that piece of equipment on Instagram. See if you can find someone that's running that equipment. And you can reach out to them, man. Hey, how long have you been running this equipment? And they can tell you, you know, I've been, I just bought it, you know. Or, oh, I've been running this for 10 years. Or, hey, I've been running this brand for 20 years. Maybe you can get on there. You can talk to guys. You can ask them questions. You can find out how long they've been using the equipment, what they think of it, all those different things. And then you can make a better buying decision. Don't go by just one video or one creator that is popular or puts out a lot of content or or uh, is getting a lot of views maybe on, on a particular video. Really, really reach out to other people and get a better understanding of, of what you're getting into, especially if it's a lot of money. It's one thing if it's like $5,000 more, but if it's like a $50,000 skid steer or something like that, Man, you definitely want to be sure that you make a really good purchase. So, anyways, that's all I got. I'm about to uh, exit off here and go down this back road to this property and get out and start in on it. I should be there in the next probably 10 to 15 minutes. So, anyways, appreciate you guys tuning in today. Appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys are having a great day. And uh, I'm Cameron with The Lawn Care Life in Missouri. You can find me on Facebook, The Lawn Care Life in Missouri. You can find me on Instagram, Lawn Care Life in Missouri. You can check me out on YouTube. Same place, man, The Lawn Care Life in Missouri. Check it out. Check out some of those videos. Check out some of the content. And uh, reach out to me, man. Let me know what you guys are up to. So I'm out of here. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good day. And as always, hey... God provides.